energy really plays such a big role in everything. So I had done, a, like I mentioned earlier, I had done a couple of research about other topics like the fashion and things like that and clothing manufacturing and businesses and the last mile issue and the micro mobility and things like that. But I hadn't realized until I started that minor that that all has to do with energy and that all is the main challenge in all of them despite what I had originally thought the main challenge was energy. We are here to try to explain to you what it is we do here. industry in the U.S. employs more people than Google, Apple, Facebook, and Twitter combined. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Welcome into the Green Insider Podcast, powered by E-Renewable. I am your host, Fred Davis. Episode number 108 of the program rolls along, and we continue with our University of Houston Cougs Energizing the Energy Transition Series Number four, and this is with Mr. Sobu Rahimi, a senior at the University of Houston, majoring in marketing with a minor in energy and sustainability. And after you hear this young man's story, if you're not rooting for him, well, then we just can't be friends. What a story. What a inspiration. And again, as we've talked about throughout the course of this U of H series, the future is bright, and I know I feel good about where the energy transition is headed when you look at the young men and women that we have talked to in this series. So stay tuned for Mr. Sobu Rahimi. But before we get to Mr. Rahimi, let's hear from our CEO and co-founder, Mr. Mike Niemer, telling you what it is we do here at eRenewable. At eRenewable, we know going green is important to your business and your ESG rating. Besides offering PPAs and VPPAs, through our network of clean energy professionals, we can also offer renewable natural gas, or let us help you lower your carbon footprint with responsibly sourced gas from a leading global energy provider. Maybe you need green energy credits, whether it's unbundled RECs or RSG certificates. Your path to net zero and decarbonization is one step closer with the renewable. For more assistance, please call us at 1-866-E-RENEW-1. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Mike Niemer. You can find out more about the company over at eRenewable.com and, of course, over on our LinkedIn page as well, eRenewable and the Green Insider Podcast. Give us a follow over there so you can become the latest and greatest when it comes to our Follower Friday series. We've got another great Follower Friday series going down tomorrow. Hallabaloo's from Clean Tax and Gridnext, and then, of course, Mr. Daryl Brown from the retail energy space putting a bow on the energy marketing conferences and Gridnext series that we did last week. And then, of course, we we will, I should say, Bo, just yet, we will have a part two from our energy marketing series. It's going to go down on Saturday. A little Saturday special for you folks, so you can get a little taste of the Green Insider on your weekend. So stay tuned for that. We're excited about that. Also, too, Eight Rivers Part 2 with Mr. Damian Beauchamp. That's going to go down next week. We had a little scheduling snafu. Well, let's just call it what it is. I was in New Orleans to watch my Jayhawks win a national championship. So, hey, had to push that back. Damian, an Ohio State grad, totally understood. So, that being said, Eight Rivers, that goes down next week. Stay tuned for that. Let's get down to today's episode, Part 4, 
Coog's Energizing, the Energy Transition Series. It's been a phenomenal success thus far. I, I couldn't even put into words how great these young men and women have been. And again, as I said earlier, how good I feel and how good you should feel about where we're headed with the future of the energy transition after hearing this eight-part series. And ladies and gentlemen, we're only halfway through thus far. So without further ado, here is Mr. Sobu Rahimi, Senior in Marketing, Minor in Energy and Sustainability, incredible story. If it brings you to tears, you wouldn't be the first one. Here is Mr. Sobu Rahimi. My name is Sobu Rahimi. I am a senior marketing major, minoring in energy and sustainability. I was born in Iran. I've lived there for just three years. When I was a child, we moved to the Republic of Georgia. And then we, in 2008, we moved to the uh, Turkey. And then came to the United States 12 years ago. Came to the United States 12 years ago. A little bit about, are your folks in the energy business or no? No, I think I, I only have like a distant cousin that's in the oil and gas industry, but no one else in my family is even in the corporate field. No one else is in the energy field, mostly just small businesses here and there. So you are now the third person we've spoken to that yeah. is the first person in their family to venture into the energy space. You're going to be graduating this May? Yes. All right. Congratulations on you. Uh, to you on that. But your minor's in energy and sustainability? Correct. Why energy and sustainability? I'm guessing, obviously, being in the Houston area for the last 12 years is certainly uh, kind of factored into that. Why did Mr. Sobu decide to take that plunge? Right. So I, when I actually came to the University of Houston, I came in but just interested in accounting. And then I was so uh, my mom used to own a business and I came in wanting to do accounting so I could help her business. Okay. And, What's her business? and do a, it used to be a sign and, and printing okay. shop. So we would do like large industrial signs for like the ones you see on top of uh, businesses. And I, I came in wanting to do that and learn accounting so I could help her with, with the accounting. And th that's just what I thought. You go into accounting, you do accounting. You're a numbers guy? Not much, but I, I figured that was what I was skilled to do at the time to help my family's business. And then I came in freshman year. I was doing a lot of like just personal research into sustainability. That's just something that I was passionate about. And then I decided to minor in uh, energy and sustainability kind of naively thinking that it would just be one or two classes about energy and then all about sustainability. But I, once I started taking the classes, I realized that like the research I had done was mostly in the circular economy and like fast fashion and that kind of sustainability. But once I started taking those classes, I realized that at the core of it, sustainability revolves around energy. And that was one of the things that got me interested in energy and that's why i've been in the energy coalition and uh, still continuing with my minor why u of h so i was not originally intending to come to the university of houston i chose the university of houston because in uh, while i was picking what college i wanted to go to uh, my mom started to get ill and 
I realized, like, w one of the conversations I had, I was sitting down with her on the table, and I was asking her, like, what college should I go to? Here's the options. There was one in Florida that was giving me a, a pretty hefty scholarship. There was another one um, out in, like, Idaho or something. But there were, there were a few colleges that I wanted to go to. And I had been a substitute university of Houston. They hadn't given me much funding because I really applied for it late. And... I could tell in her eyes that she said, like, go to any university that you want to, but I'd prefer you be close to home in case anything goes wrong, uh, which kind of foreshadowing, it, it did go pretty wrong. And uh, uh, she was later diagnosed with stage four cancer uh, a week and a half into my freshman year. Uh, so how'd your mom do it now? Uh, she's passed away. I'm sorry she passed away in, in July of 2020. So right after the pandemic. And uh, and so we've um, that that's really what got me to come to the University of Houston because that was my option to stay really close to home, and I was a care I was her caregiver on the weekends, and then I formally became her caregiver uh, once the pandemic started, and uh, we all went home. So you've got I mean there's and, and look. God bless you for taking care of your mother and being there when you when you absolutely needed to be. How has that kind of changed kind of your perspective on being here at U of H, given that sentimental reason and that this is where your mother wanted you to be? So uh, it wasn't only so, – so that was one of the things that really meant a lot to me to be able to be close to her. But what really mattered to me was that I had, uh, through the Bauer College of Business, I had uh, a mentor, Whitney Johnson, that I would be on the phone with her the, during that summer, crying to her and things like that, and, and she would really guide me through. And, and what mattered most was that Bauer College of Business and the University of Houston was there for me throughout what the, the difficulties I was going through. And also, I was offered a scholarship to stay my last two years, which at that time, I was really considering just dropping out and, and waiting a year to figure out what I wanted to do, because that was obviously a big change in my life. What kept you going? I, uh, I, I f so uh, a little bit about my mom. She earned her college degree from the University of Houston downtown a month and a half before she passed away. So she had been, uh, through the cancer, she had been going through college. Uh, she had, and the reasoning behind that was in Iran, we're a religious minority, and religious minorities in Iran are not allowed to go to college. And up until 2003, we weren't allowed to get passports. So in 2003, when we could get our passport, we left Iran. So when she left Iran, she went to college in Georgia. And then when we went in Turkey, we were only there for 11 months, so it, she, she didn't really pursue education there. But uh, when she came back to the United States, she went back to college, started out in HCC, then Lone Star, then uh, she also went to U of H for a little bit, and then went to UHD and got her degree right up until she passed away. So she really um, inspired me to stay and I was like, if she can do it, what makes me unable to finish it out? Um, Again, man, my hat's off to you. Um, 
So I, I can't thank you enough for not just participating in this, but just being the, the person that you are because, uh, you know, that says a lot about you as a man as well. So here you are now at Houston. You've gone through personal, professional, uh, educational difficulties, but here we are just a couple months away from you graduating. Now that you've got this minor in energy and sustainability, like I said, you were kind of, you know, there was something about it that intrigued you. What was it, though? Again, for a kid that was coming on here to be an accountant, all right, and you're now the second person that was going to be an accountant here. Uh, you know, you delve into marketing. We're going to get to that here in a mm -hmm. second. But what was it about the energy and the marketing? Yeah, what was it about the energy and the sustainability piece that appealed to you the most? Enough to where you right. wanted to minor in it. So I, I feel like it's sustainability to me is just such a common sense type of thing i know a lot of people have different definitions for what sustainability is but for me it, it's just common sense it's looking back at what we have done 20 years from now and saying what have we done that was good for the benefit of the world and or asking ourselves what could we have done better and that's that's just what like simply put that's what i see sustainability being looking back at things and saying did we do any harm um, and, and hopefully not it, be, it being the answer. So, so that was really simple for me. And then I had taken uh, Intro to Global Climate Change. I had taken a few of the other classes that kind of related to the minor, just out of my own personal curiosity, just things that I was interested in. And then I realized I'm taking all these classes that are aligned with this minor let me just add that on there. Obviously, you've learned a lot in the whole process of this. What have you been most surprised by as you've delved more into the energy side of things? And again, it obviously appealed to you enough to where not only did you add it as a minor, but then you decided to join the Energy Coalition as well. Right. I think that I was at first very shocked to see that energy really plays such a big role in everything. So I had done, a, like I mentioned earlier, I had done a couple of research about other topics like the fashion and things like that and clothing manufacturing and businesses and the last mile issue and the micro mobility and things like that. But I hadn't realized until I started that minor that that all has to do with energy and that all is the main challenge in all of them, despite what I had originally thought the main challenge was energy. So in order for me to combat sustainability or to promote sustainability and combat the issues that uh, we have, we need to first combat the energy issue. Wow. So first of all, I want to applaud you for the inner strength that you carry. I'm sure your mom is very proud of you. And I don't know how things worked out, but I'm glad you're here and doing the podcast with us today. So um, your class, um, your coursework is very unique to me because not only are you like focusing on energy and sustainability, but also marketing, which I feel is you'll be um, like precious to companies because uh, marketing sustainability is is a huge deal because you know people our age are not very aware um, might I dare say or even not our age like people in general might not be too aware or might not think that sustainability is something very sparkly so do you have any ideas as of now like how can you like shoot the message forward that sustainability is important that's a great question so I think that sustainability 
so like going back to marketing, I think marketing is really valuable in that. Uh, so when I first started accounting, uh, th what we hear is like, oh, accounting is the language of business. You hear that pretty often. And what I realized when I transitioned to marketing is that marketing is business, right? You are... You, you can't account for something when you don't know the price product at the place and, and the promotion, right? So that's the four piece of marketing. So when, when people think of marketing, it's such a broad term. They, they think of social media or advertising and things like that. The type of marketing that I'm passionate about and the type of marketing that I really learned most from is uh, like consumer behavior, what the demands are, what the market is, customer journeys, customer acquisition, things like that. And at the forefront of that is strategy. What I bring to the table as a marketer in the energy field is the ability for us to strategize around what customers want. And we already know that clients and which are in the future are going to be Gen Z, millennials and whatnot, they already are sustainability focused. And as companies, we really need to put sustainability at the forefront of our strategy. Just a, a couple of months ago, McKinsey published a piece about five principles that all CEOs should uh, follow. And number one was putting sustainability in your strategy. And that's what I am passionate about, and that's what I really want to bring to the table for, especially in the energy field, but really any field, any industry surrounding sustainability. The one thing I love about this series so far is I have learned a great deal from the likes of you, Lotana, Neha, and, and that's in, in a free, it's been absolutely phenomenal. So I'm going I'm to throw the same question out to you that I threw out to Neha, and it has to do with a conference I was at earlier this week. And, you know, you got CEOs, COOs, you know, those types there. And, again, they mentioned about how do you get people to care about electricity? Because, as I've said, long as, you know, my generation, light flips on, keep the bill low, we're good. So I'll ask you the same question that I asked. I've asked Afria, I've asked Neha. How do, and, and this is beautiful for you because you're a marketing guy, how do we get the fringe folks to care? Or at least be interested? So I, I think that there's already a, just a little bit of understanding. Uh, so when you're buying electricity, I believe as a part of the requirement, it says the uh, percentage makeup of renewables that are in there in that electricity uh, plan that you're purchasing. And I believe that has been very helpful for people to understand that this much of it is coming from renewable resources. And um, for me personally, when I was choosing an electric plan, that's something that I looked at. But one of the challenges that we come across with that is, say I personally, for example, just uh, last year I was looking for an electric plan and I wanted it to be 100% renewable, but the price was not there, right? So I think when we're trying to talk about that, it's, it's such a challenging topic because people at the core of things do care about sustainability, but it has to be affordable. And not only that, but it, they have to be able to make that switch happen easily. So one of the things that I can talk more about is retail in the retail field where consumers don't want plastic packaging, right? But they want 
things to come in conveniently packaged right mm-hmm. so that's that's one of the that's one of the challenges there and as the producers or not really as producers but as retailers as as the uh, providers of these products you have to think outside of the box and that's one of the challenges that we're going to have translating over to energy people want renewables but they don't want it to be expensive and they don't want it to be um, difficult for for them to acquire so we so. we, we got to continue to get that price point down essentially yeah. i mean you look you know and, and at, you know just to dovetail off that point for as much as we want evs right mm-hmm. evs a premium car still right? right i mean let's call it what it is i mean you're not getting I mean, unless it's a used car and and even then you know a new ev is going to set you back 40 50 60 g's Right. So, I mean, it's still to your point, that price point still is out of every most everyday people's reach. And mm-hmm. that until those price points come down, I guess we're still kind of just pushing the message, though. Right. Exactly. You're on the Energy Coalition. You decided as you started to get more enamored with the energy side of things, what pushed you into the Energy Coalition? So I had been involved with the Energy Coalition really since the beginning so freshman year i went to energy night or energy 101 i don't remember what it was but specifically but i went to one of the energy coalition events and that there was a speaker there from nasa that talked about how they were transitioning to uh, like more uh, reliable energy and by extension renewable and that one really sparked my interest and I continued going to events. I was a part of the Internal Audit Soon Association and that organization is a part of the Energy Coalition and we had hosted a few events with the Energy Coalition um, like a co-hosting and that really continued to foster this relationship that I, I have now with the Energy Coalition and now I serve as the Vice Chair of Technology here. What's been your biggest takeaway from uh, being part of the group? I've gotten to learn a lot about the industry's day-to-day operations and their day-to-day challenges. And one of the my weaknesses is day-to-day. One of my strengths is having the big picture, realizing the biz- big business trends, where things are headed. I'm really good at seeing that in the big uh in the big scheme of things just looking at things from a a step back but what I didn't know in the past and what I'm learning now by being involved is uh, and this is particularly coming from speaking with the Energy Coalition alumni and speaking with the people that are currently in industry is the specific day-to-day challenges that they face whether that be for example in the ev space like range anxiety and things like that right that's that's consumer behavior that's something that's really interesting to me that i'm really looking more into uh for my own like the the marketer in me is really interested in learning more about that so so these are things that i've gotten exposure to and i'm i want to continue to learn about all right, we'll start winding it down. We've got a, a, a four-question uh, pack, if you will, that we like to r- finish things up with. Number one, what do you want to be when you grow up? So I have come from a long line of entrepreneurs. My 
dad used to be a TV repairman back when in his own business, back when TVs were repairable and back when they were black and white. Right. So he's he's really into like uh, inventing things and changing things up. My mom, uh, she started her business with, I think, only like a thousand dollars in her bank within a year of us coming to the United States. And that got us through the the whole time that we were here and um and same thing for my grandparents my my grandma used to my grandfather and my grandma used to own a general store in iran so i really think that uh, that entrepreneurial spirit carries on with me does that mean that i want to have my own business not really i i it just means that i want to be able to combat challenges and really be um, entrepreneurial in any sense of the word what are you looking at? So you graduate in May, and yes. and you know we our, our girl uh, Neha already had a gig, so we didn't have to uh, necessarily you know promote her in that sense. Uh, we gave our, our boy Lotana uh, a glowing review as well. Any uh, anything on the horizon? I know he had some interviews lined up. I'm guessing you're in that same boat. Yep, I have. I actually heard today that I have an interview coming up soon. Congrats. I, yep, and I'm really excited about that. But I've been working through the interviews. Uh, right now trying to finalize my decision for what I uh, what I want to do once I graduate 30 seconds or less what's a prospective employer getting with uh, Sobu Rahimi so the prospective employer is getting a value based leader that is going to be a catalyst for change in your organization I am really passionate about going into a space and bringing change, realizing what is going on, what needs to be fixed, and fixing it. And uh, a really a big picture thinker that understands the ongoing trends in, in the industry. All right, I lied. I said a four-pack of questions. I'm, I'm really going to ask a few more. So um, what does the energy transition mean to you? So I, I briefly touched on this a little bit earlier, but the energy transition to me means that everyone – especially the board, the the top level executives have a great understanding of what sustainability means because it really means a different thing to everyone else and putting that into fruition in their organization, in their business strategy, because that is what the future cares about. All right. For real, for real this time, this is the three pack. Here we go. Number three, how is Sobu going to affect the energy transition? Hmm. I, I think that's a great question. I think everyone wants to leave an impact. And I think that's what I want to do. And what that looks like, I'm not sure. Because just up until two years ago, I didn't know that I was even interested in energy. And just up until a, a year ago, I didn't know that marketers had a space in the energy field. Uh, so I, I really do hope to make a, an impact. And I really do hope to make a difference. And I, I call myself a change agent. So what that means, we'll see. This is the Coogs Energizing the Energy Transition podcast series. What in the world made you decide to throw your name in the hat? I I think so I I was also a part of the uh, being a part of the board 
I saw that a lot of the applicants were graduate students. I saw that there were a lot of professionals in there, and I saw that a lot of them had that technical background. And I wanted to bring in the more holistic, the more um, more people forward type of view okay. to this podcast i hope almost like a human aspect if you will yeah yeah okay the, you are the first marketer we've talked to so yeah. there is that i certainly exactly. appreciate that why last question why should you win this competition um i i'm not sure if i really want to win <laughs> i think oh. i i think that i as long as somebody listening to this just goes back to their boardroom and says, you know what, let's think about sustainability one more time. Uh, let's think about what that means. I, I think I'll be a winner. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Sobu Rahimi. You can catch all of the Green Insider episodes and all of the U of H Energy series over at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and of course over on our website, eRenewable.com. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, and we know that a lot of you do, give us a five-star rating. Why? Because we promise you learn more about renewable energy and the energy transition from the podcast than you knew about it before you stopped by. We told you about the Follower Friday tomorrow. We told you about the Eight Rivers. We told you about the Energy Marketing Series Part 2. Stay tuned for all of that this weekend then of course we'll have parts five and six of the u of h series going down next week also too we will have the live event we'll let the, we'll let you know when that's going to go down we've got all of our judges for this thing as well it's just been an incredible experience i can't thank dr ramanan krishnamurti enough for his continued support just an absolute wonderful human being i know he's given me a lot of crap about wearing not wearing red on fridays but i told him look if my jayhawks win i had to wear my jayhawk blue i get it i'm sorry u of h you know i love you I'll wear red next time. Got to give a shout out, as always, to the entire eRenewable team and Mike, Roger, Al, all the audience, all the guests, all of you that make this possible. Without you doing what you do, we couldn't do what we do. This has been the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable. We make going green easier. Mm-hmm.